Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Um, let me ask you a question. Is there anyone walking around on the planet today that will end up saving humanity? And that's a very open-ended question. Any savior, prophet, priest, deity, pope? Is there anyone any one walking around on the planet today that'll turn the human narrative around. Or maybe we could contextualize it in a little different way. Is there a archetype, maybe a hero or a mystic or an alchemist or a savior or whatever that could come onto the scene to turn everything around. <laughs> now, I'm sure to some people these uh, these are pretty uh, out there questions, but I want to really kind of delve into it tonight. Tonight, the topic is how Christianity and other religions were meant to save us how Christianity and for practical purposes, all other religions, I guess you could say, how are religions meant to save us? And the guest tonight is yours truly, the host, Les Jensen. I think it's important that we have the wherewithal to ask the questions that'll get it done. The reason I say that is if if we look at our society, it's pretty obvious that there's all kinds of incongruency. Um, Corruption, deceit, war, famine, plague, exploitation, human trafficking, crime. I mean, I could go, I don't need to tell anybody who's living on this planet the very many ways that humanity is not congruent with, I guess I could say, with its own salvation, with its own healing, with its own ascension or transcendence. Now, I want to be clear right off the top. I'm not uh, I'm not here to make anything the bad guy. Um, for example, I'm going to I'm going to talk about Jesus tonight and why why do I talk about Jesus? Because there's a history in our culture um, that relates directly to Jesus. Christianity typically is associated with the religion of Jesus Christ. Now, I, I want you to, to decide for yourself everything that you believe. Don't take anything I say verbatim. Weigh it with your heart, and if it doesn't resonate with your heart, don't blink an eye and toss it out. I'm not here to tell you what to think or believe. That's not my place. But one thing I'm pretty good at (laughs) is asking some pretty obscure questions. I like to go out in left field and turn around and look at the ballpark and and see it from a different point of view. How Christianity, or for that matter, how religion is meant to save us. So, 
in our human narrative, we've we've come into quite a conundrum here in tw- it's September fifteenth, twenty twenty one, and uh, there's a lot of upheaval. There's so much upheaval in our in our human narrative, and if we're gonna really really solve or or save or find our salvation, if you will, I think we have to ask tougher questions of ourselves. We've clicked off 2,000 years with Christianity and there's other religions on the planet that are much older than that. And we're not really getting very good traction out of Christianity. And why is that? I think I think the teachings of Jesus Christ are an ex, is is an extremely powerful tool, method, understanding, principle that can change the human dynamic for the better. I don't think per se that we need to get more information, but rather to embody, to learn, to understand in a better way the information we already have. So let's get into it. Now, in a general sense, what we're what we're kind of looking for here is a hero, the notion of a hero. And I love I love uh, hero movies in the sense that if you if you look at a hero movie, typically what happens is they define a villain. The first part of a hero movie is portraying the 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 overwhelming power that a villain has. In order to have a hero, there has to be a villain, so to speak. And the villain has an intention for the village, the community, the the city, the planet of great despair and doom and destruction. And on our planet now, there's certainly those elements at play. But... If we're waiting for a savior, if we're waiting for the big guy to come back, and then, well, then we'll have the archetype of a hero, the archetype of a savior. Boy, when 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 Jesus comes back, he's going to kick sin's ass all the way to hell. When Jesus gets back, this whole narrative will just flip over overnight, and that'll be that. When Jesus gets back, well, golly, golly, why don't we just throw him in the river? I mean, we're putting the salvation of humanity on his shoulders. And I don't think that's fair to Jesus. Now, I want to be clear. I would love, I take... uh, the the literal teachings of Jesus as the thing itself. In other words, if I only studied what Jesus had to teach, that would be all I needed to know. I think Jesus is an extremely powerful deity persona and and yet we've kind of we've kind of pushed all of our own responsibility onto Jesus and i i don't think that was ever intended to be the narrative so let's put some uh let's put some context to this i think what we're talking about here is kind of an etherical aspect of consciousness 
an, an etherical aspect of perhaps the human persona. So as we've said on the show many times, and and this is the, we're well into the 10th or 11th year of the show. We've been interviewing people for over a decade about the power of the human persona, the power of consciousness, the power of the human genome, the power of of what it's going to take to turn the narrative around. So Jesus said, you will do everything that I have done and more. You, me, you and me, us, we the people, we the people will do everything that Jesus has done and more. So where are the Jesuses walking around on the planet today? What? Huh? Where are the people that have mastered the art, mastered the teachings of what Jesus said is possible for us? What I don't see on the planet is Christian alchemy schools, Christian mystic schools, Christian schools of miracles, Christian schools for sages, ascended masters. And I don't get that. If Jesus said, we're going to do everything he has done and more, there should be miracle schools under every cross or crucifix on top of every building that has one of those all over the planet. But if you look at the actual narrative, actually, I should probably give some background to where I'm coming from. So you understand, if this is your first time listening to this episode, who the hell is Les Jensen? I'm going to share a little bit of my background so you can understand where I'm coming from. Um, I was raised in a Christian household, a very strict, very staunch Mormon household in a small town in Utah. My father had the the God um, addiction bad. He... He would make the the spiritual teachers look like slackers because he wore religion on his cuff 24-7. And he would burst into tears thinking about how glorious God is. And as, as his child, there's no way in hell I could get that kind of response out of him because I was his son. In other words, God was such a profound presence in our home that it dwarfed everything else in the home. God is great. God is good. Um, nothing compares to God. So and another aspect of, of who I am is my experience with power. Now, I don't expect you to totally understand what I'm about to tell you because I didn't understand it myself. My soul put me in a very curious situation very early in my career. It put me in front of television transmitters. These are very high-power transmitters. we would broadcast a million watts of power. And decades ago in my 20s, I'm standing in front of this million watt transmitter and I'm the person responsible for it. And this sucker is powerful. Our electric bill was $7,000 a month. We went through power like you couldn't believe. It took an immense amount of power to make a million-watt signal broadcast 24-7, 365. 
And I've had some very close, scary encounters with high-power electricity that that shocked and vaporized metal in front of me. We worked with 32,000 volts. 32,000 volts to make a million watts of power. Well, 32,000 volts will drop you like a rock, just like that, and it won't ask permission. You'll go home in a coffin. So I had to really be careful working around this very high power. And it took me years of scratching my noggin to understand what the hell is power. What the hell is power? Well, working with this extremely high power, I learned what power is. I understand power. And I could gladly get into it, but we would miss the topic of the show. So let's get back to point. Christianity or religions in general is saving us. So let's lay out a construct of the nature of power. Perhaps you're in a room and there's a wall. We're just going to use this wall as a symbolic representation of power. So if power is on the top side where this where the wall touches the ceiling well that's the maximum power we're going to put jesus there buddha there krishna there whatever the religion saviors that held the power we're going to put them at the top of the wall and then as we move down the wall we're shedding our power we're losing our power and we go down to the bottom where the wall touches the floor and this is the embodiment of feeling powerless that's a homeless person that that is running on fumes if they catch a cold tonight they'll die so that gives us a context of power now that scale is logarithmic i don't want to get into the technical side of things but if you go to a homeless man and give him a hug you could raise how much power he has since he has so little. If you went and embraced him and, and, and held him up, so to speak, you could double or triple his power just in that moment because he has so little. And then as, and that would be the bottom of the wall. And as we progress up the wall, we're going through more and more powerful archetypes till we get to the top of the wall, and that's where the the Savior is. That's, I mean, Jesus performs miracles. He raises the dead. He fabricates food out of thin air. He walks on water. He does all these miracles, and he says to us, come on, come on. Y'all are going to be doing this too. But for the most part, nobody on the planet exhibits those those Jesus attributes, perhaps Christian attributes, or insert your religion here, attributes. If Jesus told us that in the natural progression or evolution of our consciousness that we should expect to be able to perform everything that Jesus has done and more, we could visualize ourselves moving up the wall towards Christ consciousness, towards the embodiment of Christ consciousness. The kingdom of heaven is within us now. In other words, Source or God consciousness is at the core of our being. The Father and I are one now. The kingdom of heaven is one now. But we layer ourselves up with karma as we we move through our, our human incarnation, incarnations. We load ourselves up. How can Christ consciousness play out the role of being powerless, being homeless, being a victim, unless we shed our connection with 
It's the kingdom of heaven within us. We have to do something to our psyche to have lost our power. So the vast majority of the billions of human beings on the planet, virtually none of them expect to perform miracles now and now and now forever. Virtually none of them expect to raise the dead. Virtually none of them expect to fabricate food out of thin air. And I'm here to ask, why have we put those things off the table? Why why aren't there Christian schools, Buddha schools, um, um, Krishna, or any other religion? Why aren't there schools of alchemy, schools of miracles, schools of mystics? Christianity would be, would be, would be. Christianity would be the vehicle that would teach exactly that. It would be the the goal of the Christian platform to graduate legions of Jesuses. Where are all the Jesuses? We're not graduating anybody at that at the top of the wall caliber. We're not. We're just not. Well, wait a minute. When Jesus comes back, then he's going to kick. He's going to kick pain and suffering's ass. Really now. Really now. Jesus is a flipping. He is such a a beautiful, magnificent example of what he expects us ourselves to be. But with with all due respect, the first time Jesus came through a, a lifetime here on earth, he wasn't anywhere near saving humanity. Wait, what? Wait, hey, calm down now. You're talking about Jesus. You can't talk about Jesus that way. Well, why the hell not? When Jesus was on the cross, humanity wasn't Close, wasn't even close to salvation. The pain and suffering on the planet was expanding. The Roman Empire was making plans of war to expand their, their, their control of earth through war. The Roman Empire was expanding the war machine as Jesus was up on the cross. Jesus didn't get anywhere near close to eliminating war or suffering on the planet. Jesus did not even come close to solving the suffering of humanity his first time around. He didn't. War continued to expand on the planet. He didn't even put a dent in war. Hell, we built out a nuclear arsenal that could end life on the earth, end all of life on the earth. So is Jesus at the super, super savior school? Well, now he's a kick-ass savior. When he comes back a second time, well, then he'll kick pain and suffering's ass. Um, That's bullshit. If you're hanging your life on the return of Jesus as some kind of end-all, cure-all, you've taken yourself out of the dynamic that Jesus intended for you. In other words, you as a Christian, if you have followed Jesus' teachings, would set for yourself, perhaps, a goal to become a miracle worker. You, the listener, become a miracle worker. You, the listener, healing the sick. You, the listener, fabricating food out of thin air. You, the listener, embodying all the traits of Jesus as he had promised you would be 
raising your personal power up that proverbial wall with the goal of reaching Christ consciousness at the top of the wall. You would fully expect yourself to be the vehicle of all the miracles that Jesus demonstrated through his own example. Do you expect that for yourself? Does your pastor or priest or pope or whoever's standing up at the front of the church, is, is he encouraging you to pursue that? Probably not. In fact, as history has shown us, Christianity sucks at empowering people to perform miracles. It was only a few hundred years ago that if if you started to learn how to be a powerful person, if you started to move yourself up the wall, that, that metaphorical measuring stick of you moving towards Christ consciousness, if you had started to learn how to be powerful, the church just a few hundred years ago would call you blasphemous and burn you at the stake. The church would burn you at the stake for making progress towards being a powerful person. Now, this isn't a Christian bashing episode, and I'm sure some of you just rolled your eyes, and I get that. Christianity, in its purest form, is a perfect um, modality, a perfect uh, teaching, a perfect Jesus Christ was a perfect example of how to embody Christ consciousness, how to embody the hero archetype, if you will, of Jesus. No single savior will descend from the heavens. No single savior will return to earth. No single savior is going to be the one that brings salvation, the one that brings healing, the one that brings heaven back to earth. It'll be the transformation of the human being, the transformation of the human persona. You and me have been told that we are the vehicle that has the potential of embodying the power of the teachings of Christ in our own persona. So do you expect to heal people? Do you expect to perform miracles? Because if you don't, somebody's led you down the road and you're way off the path. So I'm I'm pro-Christian teachings here. I just don't think we've been doing a very good job because I don't see any Christian alchemy schools, Christian miracle schools, Christian healing schools that have any kind of a, a powerful expectation for their students. I know these uh, these things that I'm saying aren't aren't mainstream in the Christian community. And I want you to, again, decide for yourself. Would If you asked yourself the question, uh, did Jesus almost save the world the first time through? Did he almost stop the war machine? Did he almost, whatever your answer is, bravo for you. I'm not, I'm really not here to tell you what to think or believe. I'm just here to ask questions about what's it going to take to bring heaven to earth? What's it going to take to end the suffering on the planet? I think it's going to take some bold questions. I think it's going to take some bold changes in and how we perceive how we perceive 
the human being, the you and me, the we, the people, our narrative. It was never intended that a single savior come down and save the planet. What was intended was for the power of the human persona, the power of everyday people, the power of you and me to increment our way up that scale of power until we reach Christ consciousness at the top. Now, that's something I can get behind. When I worked with that high-powered transmitter, what made it powerful? Let's go to even a more fundamental question. What is power? I think in the simplest sense, power is a difference of potential. A difference of potential. So if we look at the hero archetype, the rank-and-file citizen cannot see themselves more powerful than the villain. The rank-and-file citizen has a huge difference in how they see themselves compared to the villain. There's a difference of potential. The villain sees themselves as powerful, and the and the the citizens see themselves as weak, and thus the villain is going to conquer the city. This is just heroism 101. So what the hell is a hero? What is this hero archetype? Well, a hero comes in, and his, his difference of potential is that he allows himself to be powerful. He sees himself, not all heroes see themselves as powerful, but in truth, they show up with a difference of perception, a difference from the rank-and-file citizen. What is power? Power is a difference of potential. So let's play with this uh, real quickly. Okay, imagine everybody on the planet has evolved into Christ consciousness. All seven or eight billion of us, however many there are today, we've all made it to the top of the ceiling. We can all heal the sick. We can all raise the dead. We can all manifest out of thin air. And so there's no difference of potential. We're all powerful personas. We all are equal. There's no difference of potential. And so the notion of being powerful cannot be demonstrated because everybody is on at, at an equal tier. There's no difference of potential. But now look at planet Earth now, and we have Christ consciousness at the top. And the vast majority of humanity is perhaps below our knees on that scale, our wall scale of human potential. Well, there's a huge, there's a gigantic difference between Jesus Christ consciousness and the rank-and-file citizen on the planet. The vast majority of humanity doesn't expect to raise the dead or heal the sick or manifest out of thin air. And so there's a huge difference of potential between Jesus Christ or Christ consciousness and the consciousness of the rank-and-file citizen on the planet. So when Jesus shows up, of course he's powerful because he has a tremendous difference of potential in, in comparison to the rank-and-file citizen. And so we end up worshiping the powerful one. We go to we go to churches and sit there and say, Oh powerful one, come save our fannies. Oh powerful one, you are great and I am meek. Oh powerful one, you are glory and, and I'm a sinner. Who the hell came up with that 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 how in hell can you possibly expect yourself to embody Christ consciousness if that's the 
the environment you're putting yourself in. If that's what your church is peddling, you'd need to upgrade your church. They've lost their way. It's those kind of churches that that burn people at the stake in the in this town square that that see people being powerful and call it blasphemous, even though Jesus said, come on, come on, embody this power. So how are you going to do that? Do you, please, 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 believe, do whatever you want. Your personal sovereignty is paramount. If I, If what I'm saying doesn't resonate with you, Stop this recording. Close the window. Go back to whatever you were thinking. I'm sorry to have interfered with your thought process. But if any of this resonates with you, I suggest if you're living on planet Earth at this time, that your soul intended for you to have an opportunity to be a very powerful personification of Christ consciousness here on this planet. But it sure as hell not going to happen unless you start coming around. Einstein said you can't solve a problem with the same thinking that created it. If the vast majority of Christians are sitting in the pews and, and some blokes up at the front of the church and that bloke for whatever reason has more power than you do well then i don't know what to tell you go tread water go twiddle your thumbs because you're not going to progress your own personal power as jesus told you that you would you will do everything that i have done and more So the elephant in the room, when it comes to Christianity, the elephant in the room is you. I'm I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I've, I've spent decades on this planet watching this Christian narrative, and I think there's some fundamental uh, issues that need to be pulled out into the light, pulled out into the dialogue, pulled out into your own personal consideration. Do you pray to a big God because you kneel in a big church? That's a line out of Peter Gabriel. There's nothing outside of you. Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, insert the name of your prophet here that is more powerful than your potential. In other words, they don't have anything that you don't have in your potential. The kingdom of heaven is within you now. The Father and I are one now. So when Christ told you to expect to reach the level of of miracles, of consciousness, of possibilities that he personified, he demonstrated. And that's the brilliance of Jesus. Jesus can be our Savior, but not by us worshiping him, but modeling him, understanding what he was trying to teach us. I'm not, I'm totally not against Christianity. I'm totally for Christianity in, in, the, in the individual personification of Christ consciousness. Christ will return in the personification of all of human beings. Christ will return in the, in the human potential of the rank and file citizen on the planet. I don't care where you are on that scale of human consciousness, the floor or the ceiling or anywhere in between. That's what we've talked about on this show many times. If you're born into a tough environment, if you're born into heartache and sorrow, 
if you're born into domestic violence, if you're born into extremely tough challenges, that means your soul chose a very tough lesson for you to to learn to master. A calm sea never made a skilled sailor. An easy life never made a powerful persona. It's through the trials and tribulations that shakes us to our core that makes us challenge our life, to make us challenge our narrative, to strive for something something better for our life. We've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people on this show, and the transformation of our human condition happens one person at a time. That's quite clear. There's not going to be a glowing orb. It's just not going to happen. There's not going to be a glowing orb that descends from the heavens and waves the wand and all the slums become palaces and all the homeless people become glowing orbs of Christ consciousness. What we're looking for is within us now, that Christ consciousness at the core of our being, to be able to personify that, to be able to set a goal for ourselves for for us to master the alchemy of miracles, for us to master the art of being a mystic, a healer. And a lot of churches would consider people who are healers as blasphemy, um, people who are um, mocking God or something. No, it's, it's going to look that way. It's going to, I think, I think a new archetype for hero is going to come along where, and it probably won't be in the mainstream churches. If you're a, a priest or a pope or a pastor or somebody and you have a flock of parishioners or whatever they're called, you can, you can teach them to look within themselves teach them the nature of personal power. What would what would it look like if legions of Jesuses of the Jesus persona started rising out of humanity all over the world? The everyday citizen, the plumber, the the grocery clerk, the policeman becoming miracle workers, becoming healers, becoming the full embodiment of their Christ potential as Jesus Christ promised. Legions of people who took seriously the idea that what Jesus promised you will do everything I have done and more. What would Jesus's life be like 2,000 years ago if he was living that lifetime today? What if he had the internet? He could do a, a Zoom call every Sunday and preach all over the world. He could make a video and post it on the internet and a billion people could watch it in 24 hours. You can do everything that Jesus has done and more. Oh my God, hell yeah, more. Jesus didn't have the internet. Jesus didn't have video recording equipment. Jesus couldn't make online classes. Jesus couldn't teach to the world live but you can, you can. I suggest your soul chose this lifetime for you to embody a very powerful modality 
for you to embody a very powerful modality that would incrementally move you up that wall towards Christ consciousness. Maybe it's Reiki. Maybe it's healing touch. Maybe it's alchemy. Why am I... See, what's it going to look like? What's it going to look like? What if... What if Jesus Christ came back today incognito and called himself Bob and he got a, a online video channel and, and here's Bob teaching Christ consciousness. And if Jesus came back incognito and started teaching healing techniques, Would your would your church embrace that, or would they call them blasphemous and and go protest them, or call them sinners and they have to repent and call them all this crap? But what would it look like if Jesus came back and incognito as Bob started teaching his principles on the internet? How would you respond to that? There's a lot of people on the internet teaching healing modalities. And there's a lot of Christian religious blokes that consider them the flipping devil. Talk about um, hypocritical. Wow, I just, I can't wrap my noggin around that. Yeah, I can. I see it happen every day, but... I think my soul put me here to language the nature of power. What is the power? What is the power of Jesus? What is the power of the Christ consciousness, the Christ archetype? Maybe another way we could look at that is how did we lose our power? Where is this power to be found within us? Well, let's... We've only got about 10 minutes left. We better get to it. Let's talk about that. What's the power of the human persona? We already talked about power as being a difference of potential. Difference of potential. If there's not a difference of potential, there's not a, a field of power. There's not a difference. In order to make a million watts, the first thing we had to do is create a potential of voltage in an arc condition that was 32,000 volts. We had to create a difference of potential. If the power connection was zero, i.e. no difference of potential, we had no power. So in order for you to be powerful is to change your own personal narrative, to change your own personal energy compared to the masses. You can't heal unless your personal energy persona, your your energetic nature is of a higher potential, a higher difference. Jesus walked around healing everyone because he his persona was powerful. In other words, his consciousness personified was at a a drastically different potential, and that afforded him the ability to perform miracles. Remember, we talked about the villain seeing himself as powerful and the citizens seeing themselves as powerless. The villain's going to conquer the village because all the citizens do not see themselves as powerful enough to overcome the villain. The power, the power of your consciousness comes from healing yourself. My soul cracked myself open. I've talked about this many times, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give a a short summary of how I came to understand the power of consciousness. Twenty five years ago or more. The cosmic two by four cracked me open. 
my soul had put me in front of TV transmitters and and when I'd go up to one of these transmitters and turn it on, the power would just ramp up. The glycol pumps had come on, the the high voltage breakers had kick in and 32,000 volts had come online and a million watts of power would go out the antenna. A difference of potential made it a powerful situation. Well, when this cosmic two-by-four cracked me open, a very, very powerful thing happened to me in a very short period of time. I'm in a shrink's office, and I'd been on the couch for a couple of years, and and the, the shrink is kind of wanting to make some progress this particular night, and he said, hey, Les, I want to talk to you about anger. And I'm like, what the hell are we talking about anger for? I don't get angry. And fast forward, he, he kind of got in my face and he said, come on, show me, show me your anger. And I don't know what happened, but in that moment, some magical valve opened up somewhere in my psyche and this immense amount of anger comes pouring out of my psyche. An immense amount of anger, this this power, this suppressed consciousness came pouring out of my psyche, and within just a few minutes' time, I dissipated or discharged an immense amount of suppressed karma, suppressed emotion, suppressed, I don't know, dogma. This energy in my psyche released and vented out of me. And if I were to use the wall metaphor, in that moment, my place on the wall went up a notch or two. And with my experience with transmitters, I could recognize it immediately as I'm venting power out of my psyche. This anger that was off my radar For decades, I was holding in an immense amount of anger in my psyche, and I had no idea I had it. And in that moment, I vent out of my psyche this immense amount of energy, and I release it. And my, it was starting to get ulcers that went away, that vanished. I had digestive tract problems for a decade that went away. The power in my persona had shifted. I had moved closer to Christ consciousness by discharging energy. Energy healing is resolving incongruent energy within our psyche. God, uh, Jesus talked about purity. I've been studying the power the, how to verbalize the nature of power of consciousness, the power of our saviors that they demonstrated in purity. I would say purity is a trademark of Christ consciousness. Jesus took his buddies over to the side and said, hey, hold my beer, check this out, and his persona turned into light, L-I-G-H-T. Well, you can't, you can't personify light unless you're pure. Blessed are the pure of heart. What we're really looking for to embody Christ consciousness is to purify, is to purify our personal energy persona because as we release the dogma, the karma, the suppressed energy from our psyche, we raise our power, we change the difference of potential, the difference of consciousness between us and where we were a moment ago, a moment ago. When we have an energy healing, we're we're shifting out of density, out of darkness, out of shadow, out of karma, and purifying our personal energy persona, moving us closer to Christ consciousness within ourselves. I know I, I know there's a lot of people on the planet who 
listening to this episode and pull their hair out and say I'm the great evil and the and the blah blah blah. But if we don't change our thinking, if we don't change our narrative, Christianity's going to tip the card over and it's not going to pick itself up in time to really help humanity much. I have a very deep compassion for humanity. The the power of Jesus Christ was his the purity of love. Power, if we were to put a name on power, it would be love. Christ was an ambassador of love. Love is the elixir. Love is the energy. Love is the source of power for the human persona. You want to reach the top of the proverbial wall and and embody your Christ consciousness. Master the art of self-love. Master the art of unconditional love for yourself and for all of humanity. To love all that is as it is right now. You want to be powerful? Take that on. You want to learn alchemy? You want to learn miracles? Learn how to love. Love will kick your ass over and over and over again forever. Love is a very powerful thing. But in our culture, love doesn't get any screen time. People don't talk about it in a very powerful way. Hey, if if any of what I've said has made sense at all, even an inkling of it, if you're really grounded in your truth, you should be able to handle any conversation. If you know the truth of who you are, you should be able to handle any dialogue and not worry or fret. I wrote a book. I, <laughs> I was thinking about calling it a thousand questions about God. I don't know if I got around to a thousand questions, but I wrote a book, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, to move out of the sinner role and move into the Christ role. Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. When you recognize that the kingdom of heaven is within you, you won't need a savior. The whole idea of the savior archetype is a myth. The whole idea of a savior archetype is not not how it's going to happen. You don't need a savior. You need to get your Jesus on, your Christ consciousness on. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do anything. We're given fierce free will here. You can choose to do anything that you want. You have fierce free agency. Now and now and now forever. You don't have to do anything, but I suggest to you, if if what I've said tonight resonates with you, perhaps you're here to more fully embody archetypes of power. I suggest you, your soul is probably going to show you new dynamics for your life. I think 2020 was a turning point. And humanity's really hungry for a better narrative. Humanity's really hungry for a better vision of what life can be on Earth. I like the idea of heaven on Earth. Maybe your soul is going to show you um, a healing modality, um, Reiki or healing touch or um whatever your your christian religion uh whatever your church provides as far as teaching you how to perform miracles to heal the sick to to do those things that jesus has done if if you get a scolding eye looking back at you you might be in the wrong church but if you're really going to be powerful If you're going to have a chance in hell about embodying the Christ consciousness of who you are, 
You're going to have to heal your relationship with power. I told you I was raised in a really staunch Mormon Christian household. And dad, my dad, I love the man. He had a tough life, World War II. I'm sure he, he fell in love with God in a foxhole and God carried him through. It doesn't, I don't doubt that whatsoever. But if you're going to have a chance in hell at embodying your Christ consciousness, in other words, if you're going to have a chance in hell at performing miracles as Jesus said you could, that you will do everything that Jesus has done, you're going to have to heal your relationship with the idea of power. Now, for myself growing up as a little kid in church, God was the power. God is, God could heal this in a minute, but he's not going to. God, God has the power to, God is all powerful. God, 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 oh my God. Y'all, y'all are religious followers. God's the one with the power. Y'all are religious worshipers, religious seekers. God has the power. God has the power. God, God, God's got the power. Well, then what do I have? Wait a minute. Wait. Jesus tells me I'm going to do everything he has done, but God has the power. I need to recognize that God in me that is powerful. I need to recognize, actually, I need to heal. I need to heal my relationship with God if I have a chance in hell of embodying the power of God. Like Jesus said, I could. I need to heal my relationship with God in order for me to be a powerful persona. If I was raised that the powerful God, the big guy, somebody out there somewhere hoovering up in heaven as being the personification of power and I suck, I, in other words, God is powerful, and well, okay, you're 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 okay, but you're not powerful like God is. Then I've been castrated with my connection with power, which is love. I suggest, in order for you to fully embody your your Christ consciousness, you have to heal your relationship with God. You have to heal your relationship with the notion of God being a powerful personification in our in our human narrative. You have to heal the idea that God is the sole source of miracles. God is the sole source of healing. God is the sole source of whatever Jesus did. You have to heal that if you're going to have a chance in hell at fulfilling the promise that Jesus gave you, that you'll do everything Jesus has done and more. I wrote the book, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, to help you heal your relationship with God, to heal your relationship with power, to heal your relationship with Jesus Christ consciousness. Do whatever you want. Believe whatever you want. If in, Again, I say forever, if anything I have said offends you, discount it, throw it to the curb, and continue on. But there's been a ton of stuff taught by, quote, religions, unquote, that <laughs> makes me nauseous, and I don't go tell them to stop what they're teaching and teach whatever they want. I'm not here to change their dynamic. That's not very powerful. Hey, you showed up for yourself. Here we are at the end of the show and you're still listening. Kudos to you. 
Wow. I hope and pray that you recognize what God intends for you, whatever that is. It's not for me to define. I hope and pray that you recognize the truth for whatever it is, whatever that means to you. I hope and pray that you find a sense of peace within your persona, peace that comes from that Christ consciousness within within you. The teachings of Jesus Christ is the savior mechanism not as an action item that turns everything over, but rather a teaching mechanism that teaches us, the human being, the rank-and-file citizen, how to embody our own personal power. How to embody our own personal power. How, how do we get our Christ on? That's what's going to... That's, that's the ticket to bring salvation to humanity legions of people, oceans of people embodying their Christ potential. That's the salvation of humanity is discovering the Christ consciousness within you now. Have a deep compassion for humanity. I love humanity dearly and it's very tough watching humanity go through this turmoil. There's so many people living in fear. There's so many people that feel powerless for what's going on. And I've I've dedicated my life to try to understand the the mechanism of of salvation, the mechanism of consciousness, the power of the human persona, the power of the the untapped power of the human persona is pretty much the theme of this radio show. Again, I thank you, the listener, for joining us tonight. You showed up for yourself. Kudos to you. May peace spread and pot and prosper all over the planet. May love be awakened in the heart of every human being. May, may our Christ potential be fully realized through the healing of our, our past, the forgiveness of ourself, the compassion of ourself. Forgiveness and compassion. That's several hours of conversation right there. Hey, thank you so much. God bless you. I love you. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for listening. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.